Hello, this is Gurmeher Kaur from NewsLaundry.com, bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Saturday, the 11th of March. A day after the ED searched 24 locations over the alleged Land for Jobs scam, the CBI has issued summons to Bihar Deputy Chief Minister Tejasvi Yadav in the case, sources told the Hindu. Yadav's father and former Railway Minister Lalu Prasad is among the accused in the case. The case pertains to allegations that people were given railway jobs in exchange for land parcels gifted or sold at cheap rates to the Yadav family and its associates. The Enforcement Directorate on Friday searched several locations linked to Lalu Prasad's family and acquaintances. Premises linked to Lalu's son, Tejasvi Prasad Yadav, daughter Hema Yadav, Ragni Yadav and Chanda Yadav, relative and Samajwadi Party leader Jitendra Yadav, former RJD MLA Abu Dojana were among those searched in Patna, Delhi, Ranchi, Kazabad, and Mumbai. Tejasvi Yadav had been called for questioning on 4th of March but failed to appear before the CBI. A fresh date was given for him to provide her statement. The Supreme Court of India is set to hear a series of petitions seeking legal validation for same-sex marriages on Monday. These petitions were transferred to the Apex Court from different high courts, including the Delhi High Court, on 6th of January. The bench hearing the case will include Chief Justice T.Y. Chandrachur and Justices P.S. Narasimha and J.B. Pardiwala. The court has requested that the counsel for the centre and the petitioner's advocate Arundhati Karchu work together to prepare a common compilation of written submissions, document and precedents to be presented during the hearing. The petitioners have requested that all cases related to same-sex marriages be transferred to the Apex Court for the final verdict. In November 2022, the Supreme Court issued a notice to the centre regarding two pleas seeking recognition of same-sex marriages pending in the Delhi High Court. The court had sought the centre's response to these pleas, which had been moved by two couples seeking enforcement of their right to marry and a direction to the authorities to register their marriages under the Special Marriage Act. The petitions before the court seek a direction to extend the right to marry a person of one's choice to LGBTQ plus individuals as part of their fundamental right. One of the petitions seeks an interpretation of the Special Marriage Act 1954 in a gender-neutral manner, where individuals are not discriminated against due to their sexual orientation. In 2018, a five-judge constitution bench of the Supreme Court unanimously held that consensual sex among adult homosexuals or heterosexuals in a private space is not a crime. The court struck down Section 377 of the Indian Penal Code, which criminalized consensual gay sex on the grounds that it violated the constitutional rights to equality and dignity. The court deemed the 158-year-old law to be, quote-unquote, irrational, indefensible and manifestly arbitrary, and held that it had become an odious weapon to harass the LGBTQ community by subjecting its members to discrimination and unequal treatment. Today, the Central Board of Direct Taxes reported that the net direct tax collection for the current fiscal year has grown by 17% to reach Rs 13.73 lakh crore, which is 83% of the revised target for the full financial year, according to the Hindu. The collection is primarily driven by personal income tax collections, which are a part of the direct tax mop-up that comprises both personal income tax and corporate taxes. On a gross basis, the direct tax collections grew by 22.58% to reach Rs 16.68 lakh crore. The refunds worth Rs 2.95 lakh crore were issued from 1st of April 2022 to the 10th of March 2023, and this is 59.44% higher than the refunds issued during the same period in the preceding year. After adjusting for refunds, the net growth in corporate income tax CIT collections stand at 13.62%, while that in personal income tax collections, including securities transaction tax, 
is 20.06%. The net direct tax collection for this year is 16.78% higher than the corresponding period of the previous year. Listeners, while the Supreme Court appointed expert panel probes corporate fraud allegations against the Adani Group, we chose to turn our gaze towards a towering building in Ahmedabad that's been at the heart of the Hindenburg controversy. Not for all the accounting firms that operate from the structure, but for two rooms on its fifth floor, which house the office of Shah Dandaria and Co. LLP, the company that audits the accounts of Adani Gas and Adani Enterprises. This auditor did not seem capable of conducting a complex audit, according to the Hindenburg Research Report, which had sent Adani stocks into a nosedive with its accusations of market fraud and stock manipulation. But there may be other ethical questions which haven't got enough media attention. To know more, read Basant Kumar's report. It is titled, The Hindenburg Files, The Curious Case of Adani's New Auditor. We have been able to bring you such analysis and reports only because you've got a back. Subscribe to newslaundry.com and pay to keep news free. A subscription starts at only Rs. 300 a month. On Saturday, the Indian government dispersed over 1.4 lakh crore to various states as part of the 14th installment of tax devolution. This amount has doubled the normal monthly devolution of Rs. 70,159 crore. The Ministry of Finance issued a statement on this development, stating that the move is in line with the government's commitment to empower states to speed up their capital and developmental expenses. Uttar Pradesh was the largest recipient of this installment, receiving 24,783 crore rupees, followed by Maharashtra, which received Rs. 14,370 crore, and Karnataka, which received Rs. 10,057 crore. The rest of the states received varying amounts of funds depending on their population and other factors. The tax devolution system is a mechanism by which the centre transfers funds to the states. The amount of transfer is calculated based on the recommendations of the Financial Commission and the formula it uses to distribute the funds to the states. These funds are crucial for the states to finance their expenditure, particularly for infrastructure development, healthcare, education and other social welfare programmes. The Chinese government has confirmed today that Li Qiang will succeed Li Keqiang as the country's premier. According to an official report by the Xinhua News Agency, President Xi Jinping has chosen Li Qiang, a 63-year-old former Communist Party chief of Shanghai, during the annual meeting of China's rubber stamp parliament. Li Keqiang became the premier in 2013 with the expectation that he would bring about liberal reforms, but Xi Jinping had curbed his powers and sidelined him by placing his allies in key strategic positions. Li Qiang, a close ally of Xi Jinping, had served as his chief of staff when Xi was provincial party secretary of eastern China's Zhengjiang province between 2004 and 2007. He was appointed the number two position on the Politburo Standing Committee during the Communist Party Congress on October 2017, which indicated that he was being groomed for the Premier's post. As a part of the government reshuffle, President Xi is appointing loyalists in key positions, replacing a generation of reform-minded officials who are retiring. This move further consolidates Xi's power after being elected president for an unprecedented third term on Friday. In addition to Li Kuang's appointment, Liu Jingguo has been nominated as a candidate for the director of the National Commission of Supervision, which oversees the government's anti-corruption work. Separately, Shang Xun has been nominated as a candidate for the President of the Supreme People's Court and Yang Yong has been nominated as a candidate for Procurator General of China's Supreme People's Procuratorate. That's all the news we have for you today. Have a good day or good night depending on where you're listening from. See you on Monday.
All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Please.